Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, February 24th, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC is at $34,975.10, down 7.51%. Ethereum at number two, $2,395.24, down 8.72%. Tether at number three, $1. BNB number four, $345.64, down 7.17%. USD coin number five, $0.99. Cents. XRP, number six, 65 cents, down 8.11%. Cardano at number seven, 81 cents, down 8.96%. Solana at number eight, $79.64, down 8.47%. Terra at number nine, $55.52, up 0.08%. And last but not least, number 10, Binance USD, 99 cents. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. So what we got today is extreme fear at 23. Yesterday was extreme fear at 25. Last week was neutral at 52. And last month was extreme fear at 12. Let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is Bitcoin FOMO, no more. Volume drops to lowest in 14 months. Article two, XRP lawsuit there's a pretty good chance SEC will lose all merits. Article number three, Facebook scammers are shilling fake cryptocurrency using big tech's biggest names. Article number four, experts weigh in on how vulnerable Bitcoin actually is. And last but not least, today's main topic is Kraken CEO Jesse Powell advises to withdraw Bitcoin from exchange. All right. Before we get into the articles, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's been listening in to the podcast. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're in a YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. It helps me out greatly. So let's get into it, everyone. Article number one is Bitcoin FOMO no more. Volume drops to lowest in 14 months. Data shows the Bitcoin trading volume has dropped to its lowest level in 14 months, signaling that FOMO around the crypto may be no more. Bitcoin trading volume sinks to lows not seen since December 2020. As per the latest weekly report from Arcane Research, the BTC trading volume has continued its decline this week, reaching the lowest values in around 14 months. The daily trading volume is on chain indicator that measures the total amount of coins being transacted on the Bitcoin blockchain on any given day. When the value of this metric rises, it means the amount of BTC changing hands is increasing. High values of the indicator show that the network is quite active at the moment. These values are typically seen during the big price swings. On the other hand, when the volume decreases, it implies that the Bitcoin network activity is going down. Such a trend may mean that investors are currently waiting for the price to reach a certain level before they make their moves. It can also imply a general disinterest in the market right now. Now, here's the chart that shows the trend in the BTC trading volume over the past year. As you can see in the above graph, the Bitcoin trading volume has been on a downtrend for a while now implying that the network is becoming more inactive. On this Saturday, the metric observed a low not touched since 7th December 2020. About 14 months ago, the daily volume was just about $1.7 billion on this day. Such low activity may indicate that traders are no longer falling for the BTC fear of missing out, as the general interest around the coin stands at a historic low. 
This trend can be quite bearish for the crypto's price as a large number of traders are required to sustain any big move. Without them, the price may only move sideways for a while. BTC price. Bitcoin's price sharply declined recently and touched as low as 36.4K, but has since recovered some. At the time of writing, the coin's price floats around 38.8K, down 13% in the last seven days. Over the past month, the crypto has gained 10% in value. The below chart shows the trend in the price of BTC over the last five days. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? Bitcoin FOMO, no more. Volume drops to lowest in 14 months. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, article number two. XRP lawsuit, there's a pretty good chance SEC will lose all merits. Ever since the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission sued Ripple Labs over selling unregistered securities in the form of their cryptocurrency, XRP, the financial community has remained divided over the credibility of the watchdog's allegations. The case has since 2020 seen a number of twists and turns, even as substantial rulings over the same are yet to be made. However, the most recent developments have suggested that Ripple might be on the winning side for now as it won a number of key motions that could be critical in proving its fair motion defense. Namely, the court ruled in favor of Ripple last week to unseal two key documents that the company claims will shed light on how the agency classified XRP back in 2012 when it first came into circulation. In a recent podcast, attorney Joseph Hall, who specializes in capital markets and digital assets, expressed sympathy towards Ripple's due process argument, which claims that the company was not given fair notice that its actions were deemed illegal, even as it has been in operation since 2012. He added, quote, I'm not sure what the SEC is planning on proving through the XRP litigation either. I continue to be perplexed by why the SEC decided to bring that case. Their entire regulatory project could be basically shut down. They lose all their merits here. And I think there's a pretty good chance that they will lose all the merits. Whom the case turns in favor of is yet to be seen. However, as the preceding months have mostly been marked several discovery disputes and delays from both parties, which Hall referred to as little skirmishes, in the bigger scheme of things, as many major rulings have yet came out. It should be noted that there are, the case has now become bigger than the two parties involving as over 65,000 XRP holders have also joined the proceedings under attorney John Deaton. About the same, uh, Hall noted, quote, it is pretty compelling that the investors themselves are showing a lot of unhappiness and concern here. It's something that could matter to the judge, but I don't think the anger of the XRP community is going to have any sort of deciding role in what the judge determines. Instead, Judgments will be reliant on the 1946 Howey test, which is the basis of American securities laws and determines whether an asset can be considered a security or not. While Hall believes that these should not be applied to digital token distribution, he added that the SEC can't be blamed for their aggressive approach because this is what they are signed up to do. Moreover, there is always a threat of retaliation from Congress if things go south in the crypto market, the lawyer added. Nevertheless, he opined that substantial action over the course of the year can be expected in the case since the discovery phase is at its end. However, since litigation moves slowly and appeals can be expected on the district level where the case is being fought, reaching a resolution this year would be highly unlikely, according to Hall. Unless, of course, both parties agree to a settlement, which also seems unlikely at the moment, as the SEC continues to safeguard documents it has been ordered to reveal by the court. Deaton had claimed earlier.
Yasin Mubarak uh, tweets, expert discovery is about to end in a few days. So both Ripple and ACC have pretty good idea of the other's case in terms of strength and weakness. So knowing this might serve as a catalyst for settlement if one believes the other's case is really strong. John E. Deaton tweets, I stand by what I said long ago. There will likely be serious settlement talks until SEC must turn over the documents. Can both sides evaluate the strength and weakness of their prospective sides? Absolutely. How does Ripple evaluate without all the evidence? Is XRP in docs? Well, there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? XRP lawsuit. There's a pretty good chance SEC will lose all merits. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, article number three. Facebook scammers are shilling fake cryptocurrency using big tech's biggest names. Facebook ads have popped up to advertise non-existent Amazon, Tesla, and even Facebook cryptocurrencies. Earlier this month, some users scrolling through Facebook may have seen an unexpected message, apparently from CEO Mark Zuckerberg himself. Facebook recently rebranded itself as Meta in the advertisement, which included a photo of Zuckerberg in front of a background of purple polygons claimed to offer a chance for users to invest in a new Meta cryptocurrency. Another ad posted around the same time and also promoted on Facebook was tied to a page called Metaverse and similarly offered a shot at a pre-sale of the upcoming Meta token, saying the thrilling digital future has arrived. The ads both included Meta's new logo and infinity sign. But Meta doesn't offer any such cryptocurrency. The ads until recently available for view in Facebook's public ad library were frauds that slipped through Facebook's content moderation process, despite the use of Zuckerberg's image and the company's new logo. Meta's rules for advertisers on Facebook place strict limits on how ads sell cryptocurrencies, but the markup identified several pages that recently placed ads for the non-existent tokens using the logos of large tech companies and even the faces of some of the big tech's most prominent people, including Zuckerberg, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, and Tesla CEO Elon Musk. While scams in Facebook ads aren't a new phenomenon and cryptocurrency scams have plagued platforms well beyond Facebook, these ads are particularly brazen, a network of scammers imitating the tech industry's biggest players on the tech industry's largest social media platform to shake down its users. Meta tokens and other tech company coins, the ads the markup found about 20 are from pages with names like Metaverse, Web 3.0, Amazon Coin, or MSFT Web 3.0 Metaverse. Some ads ran for days before they were pulled down, even those that prominently featured imagery like Mega's Infinity symbol logo or Zuckerberg. One of the ads linked out to a site that claimed to be associated with Meta and featured not only photos of Zuckerberg, but also the chief operating officer, Sheryl Sandberg, as well as other C-suite executives at the company. The site claimed that the fictional token would launch with a big blast off on February 22nd and that potential investors could join a pre-sale by making a purchase through the cryptocurrency Bitcoin or Ethereum. The minimum investment, $200. The markup found one ad which promoted the birth of MetaToken after it was served directly to a reporter's personal account. Others were found through Facebook's public ad library or through data from Citizen Browser, a markup project that collects data from a paid panel of Facebook users in the United States. It's not only Meta that's being imitated in ads, we found. Other ads have used tech companies' trademarks to push investments in tokens. One included the Apple logo and offered the opportunity to invest in a fake iMetaverse token. 
panelists in the markup citizen browser project saw multiple pages dedicated to non-existent Amazon tokens. Pages included the e-commerce giant's logo or photos of Bezos. Two ads, according to the data from citizen browser, were targeted directly to users who had shown an interest in Bitcoin. You can participate in the birth of Amazon token and be one of the first buyers. The associated page for one ad said, get started today. Other ads shown to our panelists featured Musk's face and suggested investment in a Tesla token. A similar ad also seen by the panelists in the Citizen Browser project offered a token for Walmart, a non-existent Walmart cryptocurrency. Facebook uses a combination of AI and human moderators to flag advertisements, but the company's human moderation is entirely inadequate, and it's not clear how many scams its AI flags before they reach users, said Paul Bischoff, the editor of Comparitech and a site that rates security software that has monitored illegal Facebook ads. We don't really know how big the problem is, he said, but there's obviously still a lot of them getting through. The ads reviewed by the markup are unlikely to have met the company's standards for ads. For one, Meta's rules include tight restrictions around any cryptocurrency ads. Potential sellers must meet specific eligibility requirements, then submit a form to Facebook for approval before they begin to sell ads. Advertisers on the platform also must be careful about how they associate themselves with Facebook. Ads may mention Facebook so long as it's not the most prominent feature of an ad. Using the company's corporate logo is prohibited and ads cannot imply an endorsement. The company's policy doesn't specifically mention use of Meta. Some of the pages serving the ads were removed by the markup, reached out to Meta for comment, and the company removed other after the markup's request for comment. The ads flagged to us violated our policies against deceptive and scammy behavior, so we removed them. Meta spokesperson Mark Ragnenberger said in an emailed statement, our systems get better when people report this kind of behavior in ads by tapping the three dots in the top right corner and selecting report ad. Other imitators, the ads aren't the only example of Facebook dealing with imitators on the platform. In 2018, the New York Times reported on how fake Mark Zuckerbergs were scamming Facebook users, enticing them with a fraudulent Facebook lottery, win and then requesting payments before receiving the cash. The Times uncovered hundreds of accounts and Facebook and Instagram impersonating Zuckerberg and Sandberg. Media personalities in multiple countries have filed suit after Facebook after their images appeared in cryptocurrency scams. And in 2019, a court in the Netherlands ordered the company to more proactively stop scam ads that feature celebrity images. Cryptocurrency has also become a popular tool for cyber criminals, although some high-profile busts suggest that the difficulty of tracking down transactions has been overstated. In a report released last year, the Federal Trade Commission said reports of cryptocurrency fraud had skyrocketed and that almost 7,000 people had reported a total of more than $80 million in losses between October 2020 and May 2021, an increase of 12 times in frequency and 1,000% in money lost, according to the agency. Around the internet, imitation is a strategy that pays off for those scams. Twitter, for example, has spent years dealing with scammers on its platform, attempting to borrow the identity of Elon Musk. Some savvy hackers have, in the past, taken over verified Twitter user accounts, switched the account's profile photos to Musk's image, and claimed to offer massive cryptocurrency rewards in exchange for a relatively small investment of cryptocurrency. In its recent report on cryptocurrency scams, the FTC said it had received reports of Musk impersonators taking more than $2 million in just six months. 
According to the agency report, people in their mid-20s to 30s reported losing far more money on investment scams than on any other type of fraud. And more than half of their reported investment scam loses, losses were in cryptocurrency, while users 50 and older were relatively unlikely to report being victims of such scams. The ad Facebook served to markup reporter, offering a chance to get in on the ground floor of MetaToken, was targeted toward American men between the ages of 30 and 64 and offered them a chance to be one of the first buyers of the new currency. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? Facebook scammers are shilling fake cryptocurrency using big tech's biggest names. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, before we get into round two, just want to say thank you so much. I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen a big uptick in American listeners and viewers. So thank you so much to all the guys in California, Texas, New York, Florida, and Seattle. Again, if you guys have uh, friends or family, you guys can send them my way to Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and also on the YouTube space. Again, thank you so much. All right. Let's get into article number four. Experts weigh in on how vulnerable Bitcoin actually is. Bitcoin has suffered a lot over the past two weeks. It traded in red early on 23rd February, thanks to the uncertainty around the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Russia's actions towards Ukraine have prompted the United States and Europe to vow sanctions. This has cast a long shadow over the global markets, including cryptocurrencies. In fact, as a recent article highlighted, BTC has faced several headwinds of late. These have ranged from dwindling demand on-chain to over 4.7 million BTC held at an unrealized loss. Looking at the bright side, despite the aforementioned hiccups, Bitcoin proponents have few optimistic narratives to dish out for the flagship coin. Bloomberg senior commodity strategist Mike McGlone, for instance, posted a tweet picturing BTC's sheer buying opportunity. Bitcoin is currently on sale relative to its annual average since the 2020 and 2018 lows. He argued with the same underlined by the following chart. McGlone asserted, quote, about 20% below its 50-week MA, Bitcoin is approaching two cold levels that have often resulted in good price support. Our graphic depicts the most extreme discount for the crypto versus its annual average since the 2020 and 2018 lows. On 22nd February, the Dow Jones was close to parity. Here, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, or simply the Dow, is a price-weighted measurement stock market index. It incorporates 30 prominent companies listed on stock exchange in the United States. Ergo, if the attached graph is taken into consideration, the stock market might be more vulnerable than Bitcoin. Talking about the various demand zones, buy zones, on-chain analysis firm WhaleMap added some stats to supplement the argument. BTC wallets, for instance, saw heavy inflows over the past four months, as per the tweet below. Areas of whale interest are very well defined now. 34K awaits below 36 to 37. Macro trend reversal above $48,500. Picture below includes everything one should know about current important supports and resistances. What if? Well, things could go south as well if Bitcoin fails to achieve the set goals. Popular crypto trader, Rec Capital, for example, cautioned its 290,000 Twitter users about the worst case scenario. Bitcoin is in the process of trying to turn the $38,000 area into support. If it fails to do that and 38K turns into resistance, Bitcoin will confirm a return to the 28K to 38K range, which was home to consolidation in Q1, 
Q2 in 2021. Until then, retest in progress. Overall, Bitcoin investors have something to look forward to, especially after more than a quarter of all network entitles were underwater on their positions. So there you guys have it. Experts weigh in on how vulnerable Bitcoin actually is. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's get into the last one, everyone. So Kraken CEO Jesse Powell advises to withdraw Bitcoin from exchange. So here we have Kraken CEO Jesse Powell has slammed the Canadian government's decision to seize funds from its citizens' bank accounts without due process. He warns that Kraken will have no choice but to comply with any seizure demands, although authorities are able to block transfers to centralized exchanges, peer-to-peer transactions remain secure. Kraken and other exchanges are facing the prospect of unconstitutional demands from the Canadian regime. Never one to embrace cowardice, Powell is speaking out strongly and publicly against these injustices. He is acting against his own short-term self-interest to defend freedom. In a recent tweet, he said, Due process is for plebs. Might makes right in Canada. If someone dissents, you just confiscate their wealth revoke their licenses, exclude them from the financial system, and kill their pets. No need to debate the law, policy, or even rights when you have a monopoly on violence. Comments show that the users definitely appreciate the man for raising alarm and being so honest. A Twitter user asked if Kraken would be put in a position where it is told to freeze assets by the police. Powell responded, 100% yes, it has, will happen, and 100% yes, will be forced to comply. If you're worried about it, don't keep your funds with any centralized regulated custodian. We cannot protect you. Get your coins cash out and only trade P2P, peer-to-peer. What is interesting is that it shows the awareness around the significance of self-custody. While most CEOs of crypto exchanges would never advise users to withdraw as they don't want to lose liquidity, Powell educates users about risks that all exchanges and their respective users share. This is a sign of his principles, vision, and integrity that usually can only be seen among Bitcoin-only companies. Kraken's Jesse, with certainty, is one of the most respected leaders in the industry and in the Bitcoin community. Honest tweets like this confirm that he is committed to Bitcoin and understands his difficult job of balancing the two forces, maintaining trust of customers while battling with the cartel's compliance attacks. Principles matter to him more than money, which seems most almost revolutionary considering he is a corporate leader in finance. Bitcoin changes everything. In another tweet, he sarcastically advises followers to sell all your assets for digital fiat and make sure to keep it in your onshore bank account for maximum convenience to any government seeking to illegally and punitively confiscate your ability to live. Powell is caught in the crossfire of criticism, but is clearly illogical nonsense. Propaganda hacks are trying to imply that Powell has bought him this on himself because he is one of the founders of the trucker convoy who was doxxed by anonymous hackers. Recently, they are also trying to blame him for the whole new set of laws. It's clearly illogical nonsense, but could be harmful if people fall for it. This is not a flaw in Bitcoin, which is designed to be controlled by users. It's not even a flaw in the exchange systems. They are just there to perform a useful function. The flaw lies in the state of a society that allows tyrants to ignore common law and deem people guilty just by declaring them so. When the founder of one of the world's biggest trading exchanges is advising people to only trade peer-to-peer, you know something has gone bad. Marty Bent joins Tucker Carlson to promote self-custody. Later Friday evening, 
following Powell's post host of Tales from the Crypt, Marty Bent joined Tucker Carlson. Bent, his host, Matt Odell, promotes self-custody, privacy tools, and best practices with Bitcoin. And here it is. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? Kraken CEO Jesse Powell advises to, to withdraw Bitcoin from exchanges. All right, let's take a look at the article and prices one last time before we head out. So uh, we can see there are a lot of red inside the market right now. And what we have here is Bitcoin at $34,936, Ethereum at $2,379, Tether $1, BNB $338, USD coin 99 cents. XRP, 64 cents. Cardano, 79 cents. Solana, $79. Terra, $55. And last but not least, Binance USD at 99 cents. All right. Thank you so much for everyone that's been making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. You can catch me on all podcast outlets, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And if you're in the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. Other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful crypto day and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.